Hello, and welcome to Get Diversified. Hello, everyone. We're Jacqueline and Melvin Landry, and we welcome you to our podcast, Get Diversified. Throughout these series, we'll cover all the topics and questions you have about investing in apartment buildings, storage facilities, and mobile home parks. Being knowledgeable in these areas will help you feel more comfortable about investing. Apartment investing equals building wealth. Building wealth equals financial freedom. Achieving financial freedom allows you to spend your time with building memories with your loved ones. Let's face it, time is the one element in life that is limited, and you don't want to waste it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Get Diversified podcast show. I'm your host, Melvin Landry, and folks, today we have a great one. We have Mr. Yona Weiss, who's on the set today. And we're going to talk a little bit about real estate as well as cost segregation, what it means, how can you benefit from it, and how it can be beneficial for you from a financial standpoint and for your uh, real estate journey. So, yeah, Mr. Yana, welcome, sir. Appreciate you. How are you doing today? Mr. Marv, so great to be on the show. I'm uh, excited to be here, so I appreciate you having me. Hey, man, thanks so much, man. So, uh, Yana, where, where are you located again in terms of geographical part of the country? Geographically, I'm located in Jerusalem, Israel right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I come back and forth quite a bit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, man, hey, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. And we're looking forward to kind of getting that intel and knowledge. And you're known as the Kosek King, am I correct? That's what they call me. That's what the cool kids call me. Hashtag Kosek King. <laughs> it's really a self-proclaimed title. So, uh, you know... <laughs> Understood, understood, understood. Well, Mr. Yana, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, uh, tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about you and how you got your into your journey into real estate, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I am a husband and father to six kids. Uh, really grateful for you know the life that I've lived and I try to pay it forward and help other people. It's really kind of my my MO is seeing what I can do for others in this world. Uh, I was a teacher for many years and okay. ran a nonprofit helping kind of uh, orphans and, and widows and people in uh, dire health crises with financial struggles. But, uh, you know, teaching has always been my passion. Mm -hmm. And um, at a certain point, about eight years ago, I was in myself, some, some very dire financial struggles and realized that, you know, continuing being a teacher, I was really not able properly to support my family. And I decided to kind of make some changes and look for opportunities. Real estate kept coming up in conversations when I was speaking to friends and acquaintances about what I should do, you know, change of career, change of something. And uh, I just went with it. And to okay. be honest, I had no background in finance. I had no background in accounting, no background in real estate whatsoever. But because of really my thirst for knowledge and uh, my teaching background, I was able to learn very quickly a lot of parts about commercial real estate. Nice. And um, about six years ago, I started with after doing you know various different things in the real estate industry, brokering and do some fix and flips and commercial mortgages and a lot of things. Uh, I started working for this company, Madison Specs, which which is the biggest national cost segregation company, without really knowing much about cost seg at the time. Uh, but very quickly learned from the the incredible experts uh, that make up this this company, and uh, and you know here I am six years later having you know the Casa King really the expert in the industry having spoken on you know close to five hundred podcasts and wow. uh, dozens of events and you know, speaking and things like that it's just it amazes me and really 
one thing just for our listeners to take away from that is, you know, never underestimate yourself and never underestimate the power, you know, of God and and where he can put you in this world and how you can make a difference. Wow. Amen to that, man. That, 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 that's some, wow. That's that's some powerful words, right? Never underestimate yourself. You were a sponge for learning. You know, you kind of jumped in, like say six years ago and your trajectory has been kind of moving up and up and up. Well, you've been over 500 podcasts. Wow. I got a ways to go. So uh, from that respective ordeal. Wow. So, so as we talk about, you know, cost segregation, right? To anyone who may have not heard of the term or they may have a rental portfolio, why would why would it be important for them to consider doing a cost segregation study on potential rental properties and what type of properties would qualify for that? So I want to share some insights on that. Sure. So first and foremost, cost segregation is is very much a confusing topic for a lot of people. And I think the reason why that is is when you hear anything having to do with taxes, most people's brains shut off, right? And like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Taxes, uh, right? Scary. I have an accountant for that. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, but it's important to know if you invest in real estate, the IRS gives you a deduction called depreciation, Mm -hmm. and that allows you to take a small amount of, you know, tax write-off because you bought a property. Besides, for your primary residence, any type of property qualifies for that. Uh, However, cost segregation is just an advanced form of that depreciation, which allows you to take larger deductions of the of the property in the earlier years of ownership. So again, it's a strategy, really a cash flow strategy mm-hmm. that allows you to pull fr- uh, from a pool of potential deductions that you may never see and, and kind of pull them forward to uh, to the first year or the first few years. And so really, like I said, any property can qualify for this. Uh, however, the bigger the property, meaning the more tax basis or the purchase price, the amount that was uh, the property was purchased for, the more benefit there's going to be because it's proportional to the purchase price. So for example, bought a property for a million dollars uh, and you can take, let's say 20% of that uh, tax basis, that million dollars in the first mm-hmm. year or the first few years, that's a large amount, right? $200,000, that could be great. But if it's a you know $100,000 property, uh, and again, take that 20% and you're about $20,000. There's a fee involved in it. So the after-tax benefit almost negates the, uh, you know, the cost, the cost negates the benefit when you're dealing with smaller properties. Got you. Okay. So what if someone's listening to this and their light bulb goes off like, hmm, a tax strategy opportunity. Oh yeah. I paid 600,000 for my primary residence. Does that qualify? So again, primary residence does not count. It's wow. only for an investment or business property that you can take depreciation deductions. Okay. So, and when you say investment property, could it be single family, a duplex, a triplex? If I got 20 units, does that qualify? Yeah. Even a single family, any type of property, um, you know, and it's not, re- it's not limited to residential either. It can be a commercial, you know, a storage, retail office, you know, it can be even a parking lot, right. Or a golf course, like anything that is a rental property or a business property. Okay. Wow, wow. So listen, all the listeners out there, right? So if you have a couple of rental properties, right, you should consider doing a cost segregation study, right? Helps out, uh, potentially can help out your, your financial viability from a tax perspective. And as would anything, right? Check with your CPA. Everyone's right. situation is different. Disclaimer, 
So I want to make yeah. sure to kind of communicate that uh, accordingly, right? Because everyone's situation is different. So exactly. And it's important also to just discuss with your CPA because unfortunately, what I've found over the years is that many CPAs don't even understand how consideration works. And uh, or they may wow. you know be confused by it, and so it's something to bring up because you might be uh, you know have the ability to educate your CPA on something. It's in the tax code, but it's you know the tax code is huge, and not every CPA is an expert, uh, as or should they be in yep. every area of accounting. And so it's important, especially if they're not real estate focused accountants. This is something uh, you may be overlooking as a potential um, tax benefit. Okay. Now, and as we think about, you know, your your the, the folks who you work for, Madison, right? How many different studies do you guys execute in say a twelve month uh, a twelve month time frame? I'm assuming the number is going to be massive, but I would it's be pretty curious big, yeah. to know. Yeah, I mean, we're the biggest national company that's doing this, so we've it, it's grown over the years. But last year in 2022, we don't have the numbers for this year yet, and and this year is a little bit slower thus far. But in 2022, we did over 7,000 um, cost studies, meaning properties across the country, all 50 states. Wow, wow, wow! Doesn't include international, correct? Is the in Canada, Mexico? Can one reach out to you guys if they wanted to do a study? Does that count as well, possibly? So one can do a cost study. You can claim depreciation depreciation. As long as you're a U.S. taxpayer, if you own a rental property outside of the U.S., you can claim depreciation on that and you can do a conservation study. However, the rules are a little bit different than within the U.S. And so because there's a different accounting method, you know, without getting too complicated, it's called the alternative depreciation system, ADS. And so that needs to be done, which which is actually less beneficial when it comes to cost seg in terms of accelerating the depreciation of certain components, but it, it can be done. So yeah, we've definitely done it um, outside of the US. Um, again, usually larger commercial properties. Wow, okay. 7,000 studies. Wow, that is massive in terms of the capacity that you guys execute on. So great stuff, man. Appreciate you kind of giving orientation of cost segregation, how it can help uh, investors, regardless of or investors are larger or smaller. Uh, one could yeah. potentially benefit from this opportunity. So um, additionally, I want to kind of speak to, you know, you're doing a lot for the commercial real estate community, right? Really active on social media and really being a pillar in terms of uh, fostering engagement, fostering opportunity and awareness, right? Uh, you know, in the commercial real estate space. So care to share uh, just a little, a little snippet in terms of uh, kind of the typically, you know, the challenges that you kind of put on. I participate in the challenge that you kind of brought forth and uh, just, uh, you know, the premise behind uh, the engagement within the community, which has been fantastic, by the way. So, yeah, the the premise behind it is really I've g gained so much value from social media over the past, uh, you know, five, six years that I've been actively involved in it, uh, especially LinkedIn more than any other platform. Although right now I'm actually becoming more active on Twitter. Okay. Uh, there's like a, a real estate Twitter community and there's a lot of interaction going on there uh, between people. It's very, uh, you know, easy to get sucked into all kinds of other stuff and negativity yeah. and politics and all that. But if you can filter that out, which there are ways to do that, yeah. um, you can really focus and there's some high quality people on Twitter. But LinkedIn, I mean, the premise is, I, again, I've gained so much benefit and I want to pay it forward. I want to help other people and I want to show other people the power of using this. And most people who have not 
you know, haven't had experience in using social media the right way or seen the benefit of, you know, getting anything, whether it's getting business, getting investors, getting deals, you know, mm -hmm. partnerships, uh, whatever it is, just making friends, you know, <laughs> like it is social, right? Social media. Um, people who haven't seen that don't think it's possible or or think it's a waste of time or, or whatever. But what I've found what social media does by building a brand uh, and being consistent to that, engaging and just putting out content on a regular basis, what that does is people get to know you and they get to, what's the next step? Like you. Like and you. the next step is? Trust you. Trust you, exactly. Yes. And so that's a process. The first step is getting to know you. They have to know you before they can like or trust you. And that's something that I found um, to the point where if you are in real estate and even if you're a broker or, or you're uh, you know, a syndicator, whatever it is, and you're trying to reach out to people, right? The traditional way of reaching out to people, cold calling or cold messaging, and just trying to get the message out there to as many people as possible, hoping that you'll get a bite or it will resonate with someone, right? Um, or you'll catch someone at the good time. The percentages are extremely low no. when you're dealing with yeah. cold calling or cold messaging, whatever it is. Um, what social media does is it warms up that connection, that people get to know you. And then the, if and when you end up reaching out to someone, it's all it's already a warm conversation, Thanks. right? Yeah. And the next step after that is when you become so um, you know consistent in doing this, and again building that brand that people know who you are and what you do and how you can help them that. When they need that thing that you're offering, they'll come to you. Yeah. Right. So it's it ends up creating you know an inbound stream of uh, of business if you know if that's what you're looking for, as opposed to uh, you know just trying to you know trying to connect with people and trying to sell people or trying to do that. If you end up you know doing the opposite, if you just end up adding value and giving, and you know there's this great book, The Go Giver, which talks a lot about this philosophy of just going out of your way to help other people. And doing things for others without necessarily, you know, without thinking of you're getting something else in return, just just doing it altruistically, you're going to end up getting back tenfold or hundredfold directly. Uh, yeah. And, and so that's really that what way. I've done. That's really what I've done. I mean, that's the premise. Okay. Okay. So, and typically, right? So, you know, you put on a challenge, right? What's a typical? I've got an opportunity to participate in one of your challenges. Looking forward to the next one, which is coming up very soon. So, right. what's a typical uh, kind of correlation of a challenge uh what goes behind the scenes and kind of putting it together from your standpoint just briefly uh touch touch up on that for the for yeah me. so what you're what you're referring to is this 10-day linkedin challenge that i've done it's a cre commercial real estate right challenge that i've done uh, probably once a quarter for the past uh three or four years and it came about actually i participated in just a social media challenge that some other you know social digital marketing guy that i know was putting on and essentially challenging people to post consistently every single day um, and trying to get engagement and trying to engage with others and i found that to be extremely beneficial uh, in terms of boosting engagement and i was like okay let me take this concept and just apply it and hone it down in the commercial real estate industry because you know there's one thing to like be on social media and you don't know if you're even messaging or targeting or engaging with the right people. But if you narrow it down and kind of focus it within an industry, it opens up possibilities, you know, uh, across the board. So 
what I end up doing is you bring together and at this point, like you said, we're starting one next week at the time of this recording. Yep. Um, and it's a 10 day challenge, essentially encouraging people who haven't been consistent or maybe aren't as consistent uh, um, in posting every single day for 10 days straight and engaging with other people. And so what it does is it builds a very strong network because it's like intense you know, like networking for 10 days straight, two weeks straight, essentially excluding weekends. So it's basically Monday to Friday in two weeks in a row. And you're, um, you're getting to know a lot of people and you're learning a tremendous amount and you're building um, a, a stronger, more engaged network. And I've seen people literally uh, close deals, get investors, meet partners, um, you know, all kinds of things happening specifically through this. So I've gotten tremendous benefit from it as well because I end up meeting tons of new people uh, personally and it ends up helping. Again, my premise is what can I do to help other people? So I see so much uh, going on through this challenge. It just, it really, it speaks to me and, and does, <laughs> it does a lot for me because I actually enjoy seeing when other people succeed. Yeah. Hey, and being a participant in one of your challenges, I mean, Absolutely. In terms of meeting new individuals, collaborating with individuals, whether it's on real estate or even outside of it, right? A lot of folks in the groups are, have, are parents, right? So, uh, you know, we kind of speak to, uh, you know, opportunities, issues when you're dealing with, uh, you know, parenting, dealing with children and stuff like that too as well. So it, it, it brings it brings an expanded reach uh, in addition to an expanded association of topics, real estate, other aspects, even life, which is pretty cool. Uh, good to be a part of. So definitely looking forward to participating in that, in that next round, which is coming up here real soon. So good stuff there. So absolutely good. So Yana, so just think about in terms of, you know, progressing along, right? Your household name, folks know you, <laughs> many folks know you, uh, what, you know, what's the next chapter in terms of the collaboration, even more engagement from a community standpoint, and even uh, on the real estate front, some, any kind of things you got kind of brewing up behind the scenes or something maybe up and coming, anything from that nature? You don't have to speak to it, but just Absolutely. curious. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's amazing that that I have become a household name. You know, people uh, see my name synonymous with cost segregation, which has been incredible for our business, obviously. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Through through that process over the years and networking with you know incredible people, you know I started my own podcast, The Weiss Advice, which which you were a guest on recently. It's going to air uh, at the time of this recording tomorrow, actually. So that's great. And um, I've interviewed you know tons of amazing people, and that's something I love doing as well. Through that, again, through the networking, through the business where we've helped thousands of investors across the country, I've started investing myself and become more okay. aware of the benefits of passive investing and, and real estate. And that's been a, a tremendous benefit to myself and my family. And I've done that, uh, you know, quite, quite a few times as a limited partner in many types of deals from multifamily to self-storage, mobile home parks, RV parks, um, some other uh, retail property, even some businesses. And so it's been, uh, it's been a growing experience, learning a lot through that to the point where I've been I've been requested. I've been asked multiple times by uh, by others. Um, it's literally like almost on a weekly basis at this point, where people ask me to you know to raise money for them or to join them and to be uh, you know a capital raiser or be like a co GP on deals. And to be honest, it's something that I have considered, and I've uh, I'm actually part of a mastermind, right? The same mastermind, Raise Masters, which mm -hmm. is yep 
incredible group of people just learning how to capital raise. So it is something that interests me. It's something that I do see on the uh, the near horizon, but uh, I don't want it to, you know, interfere with uh, you know the business that you know my main business, which is the cost segregation. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that and uh, knowing your boundaries are the critical core component, right? As you're kind of uh, kind of going in and progressing through. So, thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that insight. So, man, as we kind of get to kind of the closing of the podcast, we know you have a podcast, Wise Advice. Well, let me kind of pose a unique question to you. What's one of some of the best advice someone has ever given to you? Oh, so much advice. I mean, we get so much in every single episode, but yeah, yeah. you know, some of the things really come back to what I've learned, you know, throughout my life from mentors that I've had and, you know, even from my my parents and um and from our uh, our sages, right? I'm a traditional like, orthodox Jewish person. We have uh, and I study on a daily basis, you know, ancient wisdom, you know, that dates mm-hmm. back thousands of years and is still very relevant a lot of it to to this day. And one of the things that one of my favorite quotes is, you know, who is a wise, it's a question, who's a wise person, someone who can learn from everyone. And that's the answer to the question. So essentially what that means is you need humility in order to learn because you need to realize you can learn something from everyone. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, uh, this person, they're such a beginner or that. And, you know, what, what can, what, I don't have to listen to what they have to say, but uh, a truly wise individual is, and that's, you know, where wise advice, you know, kind of play on words there, wise advice. It's, um, you know, is where you can actually look and, and learn something from everyone or everything. Now, oftentimes it's you learning, you know, what not to do, right. Yeah, or, yeah. or what not to think or what not to say or whatever. But oftentimes it's, uh, it's just kind of integrating and things like that. So that's one of the best advice I have is you need real humility in order to, in order to learn. Real, you need real humility in order to learn. That is, wow. That's pretty powerful, right? You kind of think about, right. Regardless of someone, you know, if one's kind of even keel or if they're arrogant notion, right. Yeah. Get back down to size, right? In terms of, uh, you know, if anyone's number one in whatever craft that they're operating on, hey, they can always, there's always folks kind of chasing the top, if you will. So something to reflect on uh, from that from that perspective ordeal is uh, something kind of worth, you know, just thinking yeah. about, right? In terms of knowing where you are and your respective position, what you're competing for and what good looks like at the end of the day and what drives success, right? Success, happiness, et cetera, along the way. So it's a good insight to speak to humil- on the on notion of humility. So, hundred percent, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Yana, hey, well, hey, if folks can find you, which you're pretty easy to find, but you want to kind of share for the viewers, the listeners, you know, how can one, uh, how can folks find you and find out a little bit more about you? Well, you can find me on. LinkedIn. That's the best place to find me. You can also yeah. go to uh, yonawice.com, especially if anyone is interested in learning more about congregation specifically, shoot me a message. We always like to run a free upfront analysis for anyone who's interested in learning uh, and wants to see what the potential tax savings for any property would be. So feel free to reach out. Um, and yeah, happy to happy to help. And again, if you do end up uh, finding me on any of the socials, shoot me a little message. Don't just hit that connect or follow button. Shoot me a little message that you heard me on uh, on this podcast and love to connect. All right, good. Yana, well, thanks so much for that. So, hey, on behalf of myself, my wife, Jacqueline, and the team at More Land Equity Capital, I want to thank you for being on the Get Diversified podcast show. And uh, 
Hey, man, it's been a pleasure to kind of learn a little bit more about you, to get the listeners and the viewers uh, introduction, orientation to cost segregation, and uh, just a little, a little snippets of what you got going on behind the scenes as well. So you're getting diversified too, man. You're investing, you're, you know, you're helping out on an engagement standpoint. So it's pretty cool to see. So once again, appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thank you, Mar. It's been a pleasure. You got it.